0: We just got back from Brazil and uh, and had a wonderful experience in Brazil, one of the best trips we've had in quite a while. And uh, we're building the Brazil ministry again, and so uh, sign up for August uh, the the 16th to the 27th, and uh, you'll be blessed to go and participate into uh, our outreach to mission churches and it's been fun to go to the mission churches for really yeah. anybody to, and to be uh, in, uh, in areas where God is just doing wonders there. And so I've been talking about uh, visions and dreams, and also I've been talking about uh, transits and, and God communicating with us through visions and dreams. And... Uh, and uh, we started the, the, the teaching, dealing with two persons, the seer and the prophet. And we talked about the prophet here from God, and the seer actually sees uh, 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 visions and dreams. One is the gazer, which is the Ra, and the other one is the, uh, uh, the actual vision which is the chosen. And so we spend at least three weeks on that. It's been an interesting thing to talk about. We never talk about these things. They want to talk about heavenly visions. People in the earth looking up to the skies and seeing things that God does. And so uh, uh, I, uh, I went to visit the Christ Redeemer. And... Uh, night time and I saw the stars and the constellation and the uh, Cruzeiro do Sul, which is a cross really and you can only see it uh, below the equator and, uh, and of course we're right below the equator uh, in Brazil because uh, South America and uh, it was a sight to see the stars and, and, uh, and suddenly I men came in began talking to us about <clears throat> what we're looking at. Amen, and I ended up to be here trying to sell something, so I don't forget that. But it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. Let's go, Shanon, to Ezekiel one, two, and three, chapter one, verses one, two, and three.
1: In in my thirteenth year, in the fourth month, on the fifth day, while I was among the exiles by the Kibar River, in the heaven, the heavens were opened, and I saw visions of God.
0: Okay. Go ahead.
1: On the fifth of the month, it was the fifth year of the exile of King Jehoiachin. <laughs> the word of the Lord came to Ezekiel the priest, the son of Be- Buzi, by the Kibar River in the land of the Babylonians.
0: Well Let's take a look. came to the past 13th year. Fourth month. What month is that? April. April. Okay, so we're talking about August, May, June, July. July. July, and I was among the captives by the river Shabar. Now, the captives here were the people of Israel. He was a captive with them uh, uh, by the Babylonian power, and Ezekiel was one of the captives. And... Uh, And he says in the first one, The heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. So is this possible that you and I could see something like that? Well, see, as you begin to seek God and wait after Him and have a heart to open and to please Him, You've got to see a lot of things. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, remember that uh, Joe said "In the, there'll, there'll come a day when old men will uh, have dreams and young people will see visions. And, uh, and so really young people can see, can see visions. Now, so the 50th of the month, which was the fifth year of King Jeroboam's captivity. Why this verse 2? In order to date the date the experience, he dated this was during Joachim's king uh, uh, serving as a king, and he was in charge of the captivity of of those who uh, were spared during the uh, uh, during the the siege that took Jerusalem and took it captive in Babylon. So. Uh, he was in the captivity for five years. And then on verse 3, it says, The Word of God came expressly unto Ezekiel, the priest. So, what is a priest? A priest is the one who serves God. Is was this vision, something that uh, he needed to see. He needed to see because God was going to tell him what's about, what's going to happen. And uh, now it says, Son of Uzziah. In the land of the Chaldeans, by the river Shebar, in the hand of the Lord was there upon him. Uh, it's in the land of the Chaldeans, refer to the divine truth. Whenever a searching heart is, is, God will find actually the deeper the darkness, the brighter the light. And so suddenly they, they, they are there captive, and God begins to reveal himself. Why not reveal himself to everybody? Well, some people are not able to see it. Others don't call to see it. They just don't want. And it has to do individually. So God chose a priest and told the priest, listen, this is what uh, we are going to do. It's a wonderful thing. Um, now, Matthew also talks about the heavens were open in uh, Matthew three sixteen to 17. Take a look at that. 16 to 17.
2: And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. So
0: the, the question is here: When Jesus was was uh, received the baptism with the Holy Spirit, is that something that was visual to everybody, or only Jesus saw the vision?
2: Saw. Well. John testified that he saw it,
0: yes. so not just Jesus. So the writer of uh, the book of Matthew testifies that there's an account about that. John also testifies that he saw. And so the vision was for everybody. So notice that the vision to Ezekiel is individual. The vision of Jesus being baptized with the Holy Spirit, it is, it is seen by thousands. Amen. How about Acts seven, fifty-five and fifty-six? And he talks about Stephen being stoned. And at the moment that he is being stoned, something happened.
3: Okay? Take a look. But he being full of the Holy Spirit looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. Yes. And said, Behold, I see the heavens opened, and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Now, read that one more time, slow as a you possibly can.
0: But he, being full of the Holy Spirit. Okay, now, we talked about this scripture that Jesus uh, did not have the Spirit under measure. He had, he had uh, John, John 7 talks about Jesus received the Spirit without
3: measure. So, he's full of it. Okay, then what? Hang on, gotta find it. Looking up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God. Okay. Now, this is the moment when when
0: this man is about to be stoned to death. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And he saw he saw the heavens open. And then what? He saw what? The glory of God. And Jesus standing on the right hand of God. Now. The glory of God is
0: thousands and thousands of angels. The glory of God is not quiet. It's bright and beautiful, full of colors and music and and glory and unspeakable. Now, that's the glory of God. There's hallelujah and hosannas and praise the Lord and all kinds of wonderful things. So, as he received stone upon stone that broke his faith and, and killed him, Stone is one of the worst deaths because it's a rock hitting your face. He looked up and he saw Jesus sitting on the right hand of God. Is that correct scripture? Yes. Okay. So, so right off we begin to sort of realize that a vision in all of these three visions in Ezekiel, the the state of the people of Israel. Under siege in 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 in, uh, in the, the captives of the river Shebar, uh, the uh, Babylonian captivity, seventy years. The vision is related to the people's needs. Second, in Matthew three sixteen seventeen, is Jesus being baptized with the Holy Spirit. The vision is related to the need of Him to be empowered, and full of the Spirit, in order to begin His ministry. Bang. Third, Acts 7, 55 and 56, Stephen's about to die in the vision, King. So what do you get out of that?
3: The vision has purpose.
0: The vision has a purpose. What yeah, happens?
2: and in each of these situations, there was something really significant going on with the people of God and something that, that God was about to... Yes. Uh, God was doing in the midst of his people to bring about his plans and purposes.
0: Yes. Now, I want you to see that because the idea that a, a vision or a dream has no reason to be or purpose is totally void when you begin to consider these things. So how do you how do you arrive into a uh, well, you're going to see that through today until in the next 15 minutes the same thing. The purpose is exactly to bring an end to a situation, to complete a situation, to bless. And all of the three events were critically important. The death of Stephen was to God very important because he told them what they needed to hear. Number two, the heaven of open of Jesus baptized the Holy Spirit in the River Jordan. And then the people in captivity. Okay, good. So, uh, am, I, am I made a point? Is that Okay.
1: Yes, Um, it's something that I've said more than once, maybe it's an issue of mine, but people seeking after these kinds of things just as an end unto themselves, just to have some kind of a, for fun, fun or to validate themselves, no, it's because God has a purpose to do something. You get on dangerous ground when you're just seeking after this so that you have a spiritual thrill for you.
0: Right, that's a very good point there, good. Okay, now... The Bible speaks of three heavens. And since we're talking about visions and dreams, uh, I'd like to tell you some of mine. I'd like to tell you some experiences I've had. And, of course, uh, I'll begin again on, on Monday morning. Tomorrow we have Frank Appel. Dr. Frank Appel will be with us. We're looking forward to have him out of vacation. <laughs> so tomorrow is Friday, Friday Frank. And uh, are you hearing me, Frank? You're supposed to come tomorrow. <laughs> Don't you sit down there and say, I can't because I'm... No, no, you've got to come. Amen? Anybody say amen. 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 And so, there are three heavens. So, would you um, read Matthew 16, 1 to 3? Says the
4: Pharisees, also with the Sadducees, came and tempting desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said unto them, When it is evening, you say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today. For the sky is red and lowering. O ye hypocrites! You can discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times.
0: Okay. Now Jesus in this script is describing the sky. Okay. And what you see when you look up, Remember when I was at—I uh, tell you my story about the night vision that I had at, at uh, Christ Redeemer. I was looking at the stars and I saw the, the Southern Cross, and, which is only visible uh, below the equator. And uh, and some be- I saw some—I saw some things, saw some beautiful things there. So, uh, in this chapter, uh, the Sadducees and in, in, uh, in, in the Pharisees were together. The two. Two, uh, two of them, tempting and desiring that he would show them a sign from heaven. Uh, <clears throat> they want him to call fire from heaven, just like uh, Elijah did. And, uh, but Jesus would not accept that. They would not accept the feeding of the 5,000. Why should they accept uh, uh, a fire from heaven? He answered and said unto them, When it's evening, you say, it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. So, have you seen the, the the when the sun goes down and, and the sky turns red in the horizon? Okay, and it's fair weather because you see the sky. There's no rain interrupting, and uh, and of course, in the morning, as you look up again, it will be foul weather. For the sky is red and lowering. So, explain that to me,
3: Matt. That's an old country saying, Rick. Um, um, are You're you, are you telling me that uh, Matthew was a little country boy? He must, he must have been a little bit of a southern fella. Um, because we like to say in Georgia, if it's red sky at night, it's the sailor's delight. And the red sky at the morning, sailors be warned. So it's it's actually something that we even still kind of talk about today. It is. If the sky is red at night, it's good weather. If the sky is red in the morning, it's bad weather. So we still, we still carry that. We still carry that. Yeah. So that's the atmospheric
0: sky. Yeah. The one you look up, yeah. and over there is just uh, uh, the atmospheric sky. What you see is the first heaven. Agreed? Okay, let's go to Genesis 1, 16 and 17. Uh,
4: and God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also, and God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth.
0: So, a stellar sky. What you see is is a night vision or daily vision? Raymond?
4: Uh, well, it's yes, yeah, both. 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 It says He set one in for the night and one for the day.
0: Oh. <laughs> so he said a light for the morning, for the night yes. and a light for the day. Yes. Okay. What is the light for the night means? It's the moon. Hmm? The The moon
4: and the stars.
0: The moon and the stars. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So that's the second heaven. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. I, it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so... So when you look up and you see the beautiful stars in the in the in the moon in the light of the night in a starry starry star, sky that's the second heaven. It's beyond the red sky. It's in the in the firmament. And then how about Psalm eleven verse four? I chose Psalm eleven verse four because it's a rare a rare verse.
4: The Lord is in his holy temple, the lord's throne is in heaven, his eyes behold his eyelids try the children of men,
0: okay, so go one more time and read because the first time you start to look, you hear from with half ear, then the second time, go ahead again, all right, the Lord is
4: in his holy temple,
0: yeah, now, the Lord is in his holy temple, it wouldn 't be that atmospheric sky, we'd be the stellar sky, we 'd be under the stars okay. so. So you're telling me that God is in heaven is a temple. Yes. Gen- Revelation describes heaven yes. being a place, a temple, a large temple. Okay, and then what? The Lord's throne is in heaven. Right. So now he says heaven, and he says the throne. He first described God, right? Yes. Then the second he described where God is sitting, mm-hmm. on the Throne in heaven. He says, "In heaven means third heaven, above and beyond." And then what? His eyes behold. Now, God is looking. What? Well, what is what is
4: he seeing? Read a little more. Oh, I'm sorry. His eyelids try the children
0: of men. His eyelids. Can you explain that scripture for me, John? His eyelids try,
2: the the children of men. The the King James language of trying essentially means is uh, evaluating, looking at.
0: Evaluating.
2: Yeah, the children of men. In other words, God God sees what's going on. Even if you don't know what God's doing, he knows what you're doing. Oh. (laughs) So
4: so this whole thing, sometimes when you do something in secret and you think nobody's watching, someone's watching.
0: Yeah, he's up there. Blinking at you.
4: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's blinking at you. Look, I'm watching you. Oh, look, look. Mm -mm. Okay. Now, so there's many more scriptures to describe first heaven, second heaven, and third heaven. I just wanted to give you a glimpse of what (coughs) we're getting into because we are getting into heaven. We're going to describe heaven. Okay? We're going to look at heaven and describe the makeup, the things that make up heaven, the things of God. That's what this Bible study is going to be leading to in the next week. Okay? Am I teaching next week then? That's very interesting. Put
2: yourself out there. That's very interesting.
0: That's very interesting. That's very interesting. Now let's take a look at Moses. Forty days fasting in Mount Sinai. What is Exodus twenty four eighteen, Taylor, go ahead.
5: And Moses went into the midst of the cloud and got him up into the mount. And Moses was in the mount 40 days and 40 nights.
0: In the midst of the cloud, right? How about 25, 1 and 8 and 9?
5: And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel that they bring me an offering of every man who gives it willingly with his heart. ye shall take my offering. And this is the offering which you should. Yes. Uh, and let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. According to all that I show you after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of the of the okay. instruments thereof.
0: Go to Hebrews chapter 8 verse 5 and I'll tell you about Exodus 24 uh, for just a moment, okay? Uh, okay. In Exodus 24 verse 18 verse 18 uh, Moses went in the midst of the cloud. See, Joshua stayed at the edge of the cloud and did not go any further. But Moses went in the midst of it and got him up into the mountain. And Moses went into the midst of the cloud and got him, got him up into the mountain. And interesting, is it? And Moses was in the mountain 40 days and for, without food, of water. So the Lord had to miraculously sustain Moses. Forty days without food. Forty days without water. That's impossible. But with God, nothing is impossible. And so the vision that Moses is having is a cloud that he's in the midst of it. And the Lord spoke to Moses. So God was there saying, speak to the children of Israel, they bring me an offering. And every man who gives it willingly with his heart, you shall take my offering. In other words, if you're going to give anything to God, don't make a big thing. Do it. Do it right. And this is the, this is the heart of the book, the, the book of Exodus. Okay? And so because here is where it gives a description of the tabernacle, the structure, the furniture, the priests. And when you consider this, the more space is devoted to the account of the tabernacle than any other single object treated in, Bi- in the Bible. We then begin to understand its significance. It took two chapters to portray the record of God's work in creation, this, this earth, and, and fitting it for human habitation by comparison, some 12 chapters was needed to describe the tabernacle. And, and so we, we, we're talking about God wanting to build this tabernacle in such a way, in such a specificity, that the people, the heart of the people would uh, be, respond to him and be able to, to do exactly as he said. This is specifically this way. You know, in the ministry that we have, there's a lot of specificity. A lot of things we have to do it right. And I don't know who told us to do right, but we learned as we work with the things of God that there's something that has to work and operate properly. But it all began in the cloud. And that's my point. It all began in the cloud. How about Hebrews 8, 5?
5: Who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things as Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle. For see, said he, that you make all things according to the
0: pattern showed to you in the mount. So so the time of Moses, inside of the cloud, this... Uh, in, in, uh, uh, uh,
1: Can I say something? Please. When he was there, God was showing him the pattern of the tabernacle. He was looking at his dwelling place in heaven and telling Moses to make a replica of that on earth. Yes. It, it was a pattern that the pattern was heaven. And then the he was yes. to make a replica that exactly um, reflected the the true tabernacle in heaven.
0: Yes. There are three revelations from God pertaining to a building. The first one is given to uh, uh, David that Solomon's temple was given to David. In the tabernacle of Moses, given to Moses, the Ark of the Covenant was given, the Ark of Noah was given to Noah. Noah, Moses, and David are three people who received building from God a revelation. Now notice that this revelation that came from God from heaven To these three people came as they were in the presence of the cloud. In the holy place. In the heavens. So again, when we talk about the idea of hearing from God. Notice that all of the three uh, furnishings uh, were direct revelation from God to three men. uh, Noah. Noah. Moses in the temple of Solomon. But what I want you to know is that being in the cloud, you receive revelation. So today, when you are in prayer, you receive revelation. When you are in communion with the Lord, praying in this room, you receive revelation. When you are in in seeking God, like you're doing, God, Father, you know, God, that I'm dealing with this situation. And Lord, I need you. And and you receive revelation. Only prayer can open the heavens so you can receive revelation. I'll see you tomorrow. As we continue to deal with this subject, heavenly visions,